it's funny because I think sometimes we we have an idea of something in our head like I have to do this I should be doing this and I think when you let go of that you realize that you don't need to have that added stress necessarily and that it can open up opportunities for something else so in the beginning I was like oh if I'm creating this that means I have to do this many a month or this many a week or but I wanted to make it where I'm adding something if I feel like it or if I'm feeling inspired but I was sitting down and being like I have to do it and then the design wouldn't be very good and then I'd be annoyed because I'm like oh I feel like I have to get this done and I'm not feeling inspired and and so now I'm just like okay if I feel like having one of those days I'm gonna have one of those days and if I don't well then I'm gonna work on something else Hey, this is Heath Padgett, and welcome to the RV Entrepreneur Podcast, episode 128. The RV Entrepreneur is a weekly podcast for nomadic entrepreneurs like us, and as I record this, Alyssa and I are preparing to leave tomorrow for a two-month camper van trip across New Zealand. Traveling abroad has been a major goal of ours ever since we started dating, really. Alyssa has been talking about this, and she has inceptioned me to also want to travel abroad. Not that I didn't, but it just wasn't as high on my radar. But uh, I knew this was something that uh, it became a big dream of ours to go and do this. So tomorrow we're hopping on a plane. We'll spend 30 hours of travel time to get over to Christchurch, New Zealand, where we have rented an 18-foot camper van through a company called Wilderness Motorhomes. is like a rental company over there. And we're going to be traveling in this RV for two months. We have bought, it's $10 a day to have unlimited data on our RV. So we'll be uh, still connected and still pushing out new podcast episodes. Um, Done a little bit of batch recording so that we'll be taken care of while we're over there. But we're just really excited. We've been in the RV for four years now traveling in the U.S. So traveling abroad will be a totally different ballgame. They still speak English, so it won't be that crazy. But traveling on the different side of the road uh, and... uh, It's just going to be a lot of fun. So we're really excited to be sharing some of that journey. We'll be talking about it some on the podcast and doing a daily YouTube video is our goal while we're over there. We've never done the daily vlog thing, so it's a little bit intimidating. But if you want to stay up to date with what's happening over in New Zealand, you can uh, come say hi on Instagram, Heath and Alyssa, or on YouTube at Heath Paget. We would have got the Heath and Alyssa on YouTube, but you can't change it. (laughs) So anyway. On today's episode, I'm interviewing Katie and Eric from mountainmodernlife.com, a blog and online store dedicated to helping inspire people to create the environment they've always wanted through a combination of lifestyle and design. Katie and Eric travel full-time in a renovated Class A motorhome. They do a lot of DIY projects, and they decked out the interior of their RV to literally look like a rustic, modern, (laughs) like, cabin on the interior. I mean, you would not know that you're in an RV. And so we did a roundup of motorhomes that had really cool mobile offices and theirs was at the top of the list. Katie and Eric live out their mission through a mixture of the content they create on their blog and through her printables business. A few years ago before their wedding, Katie put her background in design to use when she created her own custom wedding invitation. She uploaded the design of her wedding invite that she had created to her blog and people loved it. They loved it so much, they started asking her to make edits and modifications to the invitation so they could use it for their wedding. And she started to realize that if people loved her custom wedding invitation graphics so much, maybe there was a business around this. So she started creating printable designs that anybody could print out and use and put on their wall or use for their wedding invite. And her business continued to grow as her blog grew, and they were able to eventually hit the road full-time and continue running this business from their RV. In today's episode, we talk about how a life-changing injury made Katie reevaluate her career options and inspired her to start pursuing work that she found more meaningful, the struggle that Katie and Eric went through when they rebranded their website to cater towards a totally different market, and at what point you can start making a meaningful income from page views on your website. When does it start making sense to put ads and things like that on your site? I love this interview with Katie and Eric because we really walk through their entire journey just from the ideation from wanting to go hit the road and how they were able to kind of celebrate the small wins along the way uh, from starting their blog, getting their first 13 cents that they made in advertising and eventually building up their traffic to a point that they could make an income from both their ads on their site and through Katie's printable business. You guys are really going to enjoy this interview with Katie and Eric. Let's get into it. All right, Katie and Eric, thanks for being on the podcast, guys. 
Thanks for having us. Absolutely. I was telling y'all before we jumped on here, but I I am in love with the renovation that you guys did. So I know that I'm going to start off this audio podcast talking about how cool your in-person RV is that you actually have to go check out on y'all's website. But y'all just did a fantastic job of the rustic interior. I mean, you feel like you're walking in this epic cabin. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely the plan. We, I was kind of obsessed with tiny houses for so long. And I mean, the idea of traveling with a tiny house, and since that didn't really work out for us, I was like, well, we'll just turn an RV into our own tiny house. So that was kind of the the goal. Yeah, thank you very much. And and at the same time too, we had uh, before we purchased the RV, we had always been renting, and Katie always had these great ideas for how we could basically make the space our own when we were renting. And when we got the RV, it was just it was time to finally fully take a place and create it in you know Katie's image, or vision. Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like you guys have been doing a lot of DIY projects even long before the RV, right? Yes, that's that's kind of how our, I mean, our blog basically was a DIY home decor blog. And that's kind of what allowed us to even transition into the RV life because I was, you know, able to do that. And then eventually Eric was able to quit his job and work with me. And then we we're like, oh, we're working remotely. So that's kind of how it how it actually happened, even though it was all by accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when you guys meet people at this stage in your life, and I know y'all are in Grass Valley, California right now. So when you meet people and you're just talking, like, how do you describe, like, when somebody asks you that question, like, what do you do for a living? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's more like, you know, we just... We travel and share our experiences, ultimately in the goal to help other people who are coming into a lifestyle this way or even dreaming about it to, you know, really realize that it's not as difficult as they think and they can make mistakes and everything's still going to be okay. I, I kind of see it as like we're basically content creators in a sense and we just share like I love the quote by Maya Angelou, which is when you get give, when you learn, teach. And I feel like for us. You know, it's really just kind of teaching and sharing our journey, which has actually been a lot of DIY projects because that's kind of where, you know, what we focus on. But um, I would say content creation, blogging and people, I think more people actually do know what that is now than they did when I first started, which was like four years ago. People would always give me a blank stare. And now I think people kind of get it a little bit more, but they do get confused on how we actually make money. <laughs> do it. So, yeah. So you guys have a printables business. And I was telling you, like, we had, um, I think, talked about y'all's blog on a blog post of ours or, or something. We we did, like, a roundup of, like, these really cool mobile offices. And y'all was at the top. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, it's so cool. And But then my <laughs> when my best friend reached out to me. He's getting married. And he found y'all's printables online because he's looking through and Pinteresting. It's like, I'm sure there's, like, a peak in every guy's life where he's, like, mostly on Pinterest, like, right before their wedding for the first – like, that's when I got on Pinterest for the first time. I'm like, oh, there's some cool bow ties and, like, things on there. So talk to me a little bit about y'all's printable business because you do blogging, you do content creation, but you also have this side of your business that is focused on creating printables for people. Uh, so talk to me a little bit about that. Well, it's funny because that was also an accident. Um so right before we got married, I had never been one of those girls who like daydreamed about their wedding and like planned everything or thought much of it. So when we decided to get married, I was just kind of starting my DIY blog and I was like, oh, it'd be really cool to like hand make everything. And plus we were on a really tight budget. So I also made our invitations and I gave it away as a free printable on our, on our website. And it actually did really well. And like, the not shared it. And like, I was just getting all this, all these brides that were like thanking me for giving them this free invitation they could use. And then I started getting people asking me if I could fill it out for them. And at the time, I just didn't have much confidence and didn't think much of it. And I was like, Oh, I'll fill it out for you. So for free, I was like, filling out these invitations and like emailing them <laughs> to people so that they could print them. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm helping them. And then I was like, Oh, this is taking a lot of time. And eventually I was just I had a lot of free printables on my website. Basically, if I use something, I just put it up for free on the blog. And I realized then that, oh, this is actually like helping people, people actually want this, and I could create something and actually sell it. <laughs> that would, you know, allow me to continue doing this. So I started selling the the DIY invitations really is where it started. And then I made them like editable. So that you know, people could edit them themselves. 
And from there, it just kind of grew. Like, so it was really, it was like an accident, but it turned out to be a really happy accident because it created a really big revenue stream for us, really. I mean, it's what allowed us to kind of make some big changes in our in our life because of it. But it's funny because now, even though it is a, a, it's a good, you know, revenue stream and it's fun for me to work on, it's not like a huge part of our business. It is because it brings in residual income, but it's really passive. And I think that's the thing that's really cool about it is that honestly, like my top sellers are the things I created years ago versus, you know, even the stuff that I've created more recently. So it's kind of weird how that works. <laughs> so what were you guys doing like before you hit the road and started traveling? Like what were your, your careers and backgrounds in? Well, to be honest, um, so I, Eric and I met in California when we were going to college and we ended up moving to Georgia because our, I family, basically our family's all on the East coast. So we're like, Oh, we'll move there. We'll be closer to our family. We can settle down and have kids, blah, 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 all that stuff. You know, the American dream or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I ended up getting it. I went to school for graphic design. He went to school for screenwriting and film. And, uh, you know, this is right after the start, you know, the market crashed and it was just a horrible time for jobs. I got this real estate job and he was working. I don't even remember what you were I doing. Was, at that, at that point I was working for a security company trying to uh, sell so, camera equipment. Yeah. Basically. Gotcha. We so kind of related to film, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, we were not living the dream. It was, yeah. it was, it was rough. Eventually he ended up, you know, working at this other company and he had a really great job and I got, I don't know if you've heard the story or not, but I basically was diagnosed with CRPS, which is chronic regional pain syndrome. And basically I hurt my wrist during a game of volleyball. This is a short story during a game of volleyball. And I didn't know what happened. It was my right hand, which is what I use, you know, for everything. And I went to a doctor They gave me some, basically some Tylenol and said, maybe it was carpal tunnel. And like a week later, I couldn't use my hand. I mean, this was to the point of like, Literally, I could not use my hand. It was like frozen in a position. Eric couldn't touch me. Like he couldn't hold my hand. If anyone barely like knocked into me, the pain was like, excruciating. I was like crying. And and then I was freaking out. So I'm like, how am I going to cook? How am I going to hold a baby? How am I like, what's going on? You know, so I ended up seeing a specialist who luckily figured out what was going on. But it's a disease basically where your nerves turn on normally because of like an accident or a traumatic experience and then they don't turn off. So you're, you think you're in pain. Essentially it's, you know, you're not really in pain. I mean, you are in pain. Nice. I don't want to like, yeah. I don't want to like diminish it because it was really, really scary. But ultimately I'm very much for um, body mind control. And I do believe we have a lot of control over our emotions, our thoughts and our feelings. And luckily my mom and Eric were super supportive and, Eventually, I was able to kind of overcome it just by basically telling myself that I'm okay. Like this sounds, this is such a short, short part of the story. But ultimately, it made me realize that life is short, and I wasn't in alignment. I don't think with with my passion or with my creativity. I wasn't doing what I thought I'd be doing at that point in my life. You know, I was. I think I kind of created it in a sense just because I was you know, not happy. Change. Yeah. I need it. I think it was like my body shocking me be like, hello, wake up. <laughs> like it's time for you to do something different here. Eric was making enough money. We didn't have like tons of extra money, but I mean, he was making enough where he was like, you should quit your job and you should just, I was painting furniture and selling it kind of randomly on the side. And he's like, and you should, you should follow that and just do that and kind of see where it goes. Cause if you work half as hard for yourself as you do for your boss right now, you're going to be good basically. So I did that and that turned into a blog by accident because I didn't even know what blogging was. And then from there, he was able to then. Then by that point, I was working for a healthcare company where I was working with larger hospitals uh, across the East Coast and basically helping them implement electronic health records and, and practice management systems to control their bill, billing and things like that. So um, she really just had time to focus completely on the website and everything she wanted to do. And that was probably in about 2012 when we first started that, 2013. But he then was traveling so much. It got to the point where he'd be home maybe one or two weekends a month. And so we weren't even seeing each other. And he was, you know, not doing what he loved. And he was, you know, kind of miserable, even though he didn't know he's 
it, it got to it. a point <laughs> where in 2013, when Katie went through this experience, it was time for her to make a change. And she changed and started the website. And then I took on the job that I had where I was traveling a lot. And then in 2015, it really was my turn to realize that that was a change. I mean, my entire life, I've been a happy person. I've always been a <laughs> go-getter. And by the time 2015 hit, after I'd been traveling so much, you know, by myself for work, it just, uh, it, I was a different person. Yeah. Um, so we knew that it was time to make a change at that point. Yeah. We kind of felt like, okay, we can keep doing this. And because we were saving a lot of money and we were like, okay, and we can get our house and we can do this. And it was like, but we're not happy. Like, what's the point? of making all this money and being stressed out if you're not even happy and we don't even get to spend time together. So it definitely made us realize that, you know, we needed a change and, and that's kind of what we did. <laughs> and the whole goal with Mountain Modern Life was potentially to help you guys make that transition to have more time together and be more in alignment. And the name of that, the nerve was a uh, complex regional pain uh, syndrome. CR CRPS. CRP. Yeah. That's probably much easier for me to say. <laughs> So you started the blog, Eric is still working and you're just kind of learning at this point, like how to have a blog and was the idea to potentially sell stuff on the blog, like to monetize no. it? Like, well, I originally, I didn't know I was going to monetize it. I did eventually. I think it was about, it was about six to eight months after she, you know, had it up and running to where we really realized the possibilities. Yeah. And then that's when I think we, our focus kind of changed. And at that point I was still working. Well, I actually had started, so Mountain Water and Life, we rebranded re our website after we got our RV. So when I started, it was actually Upcycled Treasures was the name of my blog. And so I basically, you know, it was upcycling thrifted things and showing a lot more DIY kind of projects for the home. And then I also started a wedding website, which was a handcrafted wedding. And so I was actually sharing wedding stuff and doing my invitations. And like, so I had these two things and I was working, I mean, he was gone. So I was just working like, it felt like 24 seven and I <laughs> loved it. I was passionate about it, but I was getting super burnt out, but you know, it's exciting and you have all these ideas and it's, it's really cool. The different opportunities that kind of come out you that you you're not always expecting, but at that point I was like, okay, this is too much. Like I, I literally cannot do this. I'm drowning and I needed help. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to condense our websites. And I remember when I first told Eric about, I was like, okay, so we're going to combine our websites and we're going to change the name. And he's just like, uh, is that a good idea? Cause <laughs> I don't know if this is the right time for that, but I'm like, I know that we're not mountain modern life now, but we're going to, I'd rather pick a name that we can grow into because I felt like the others, I was creating content and it, it didn't feel like me anymore. You know, I wanted something that I, I, I feel like, you know, you, you want to have an audience and you want to, you know, share your information with that audience. But I think I'd gone to a point where I was sharing information, but I was getting like, I don't want to say resentful, but I, it wasn't me anymore, you know, yeah. and I needed, I needed to kind of grow into something else. But I think that was the hardest part with our being is that we had just rebranded and I felt confused because here we are renovating our RV and like redoing a, you know, doghouse engine cover. And I have all these, like all my networking blog buddies who are doing like these beautiful home tours. And I'm like, you know, I felt weird sharing the projects we were doing because they didn't feel relevant to my tribes in a sense. And this is where I feel like, you know, I kind of just fell off because I didn't know, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to share the information because I felt like our readers wanted something and here we are kind of going a different direction. And I felt really lost in that. So I almost like was like paralyzed to the point of like not really sharing or I would post something, but then I wouldn't share it with people or send out a newsletter. Cause I was like, Oh, they don't want to read that. Or I don't know if they want this. And mm. it was, um, it was really difficult. Well, I, think, I think what's interesting about y'all's mission and your goal with your blog, it, and I like what you have on your website, which says that your goal is to inspire people to create the environment they've always wanted, whether that's through design, a certain lifestyle, or a combination of both. And to me, that doesn't really matter where you live, if it's exactly. in a house or a cabin or an RV or in a van or, or, or however people choose to live. And, and another thing I think is interesting is like the opportunities that are sometimes created in niches within a niche. Like meaning there's there's people who listen to this podcast who have no desire to live in an RV ever, but because it talks about business and maybe being location independent, you know, it's relevant. And I'm assuming that's probably what 
has maybe happened to you. I don't know if that's for sure, but it's like because people maybe were interested in y'all story and the design and the rustic uh, DIY nature that you guys do, you you know, they can take elements and designs from things that you guys, I'm sh- like even the, the four clocks that you guys have up over your desk from different time zone that has this amazing, you know, barn uh, reclaimed wood as the backdrop. And, uh, you know, you could take that same element and, and put it in a house, right? Exactly. Yes. And I think that's where like the transition was. Is for me, I was thinking, okay, well, we're doing a lot of DIY and decor. And even though it's for an RV, a lot of it can transition into a home, a tiny, whether it's a tiny home or, you know, big sticks and bricks home, whatever you want to call it. But I think when we were doing that transition, what was so hard is like, are, I was like, oh, are people expecting us to move all the time? Are we supposed to be sharing this? Are we supposed to, you know, it was like we, for the first year I, we felt, I don't know about Eric, but I, it was really like lost almost like just trying to figure out what are we doing here? <laughs> you know, like what are we sharing and um, who is our audience? Because our audience really did change and it, and it, and now it's kind of cool because I would say the majority of our audience is RVers. And it's funny because I remember listening to an old podcast. I think you did. Well, obviously it was your podcast, but um, where you're talking about with the, I think Alyssa said she didn't know if she wanted to focus only on RVing or have that be her yeah, we were talking about like merging our sites. <laughs> yeah. And so, and I think that's, I was like, well, what if now I just merged from this site to Mountain Modern Life? And what if now we get into all this RVing? We've never RVed before. What if we don't like it? And in three months, then we want to rebrand again. So I think there was that like, you know, fear of all that and not sure the direction. What, <laughs> what's interesting though about that comment Katie just made is she said, I don't even know if we'll like it in three months, right? It's been a year and a half. Well, <laughs> it's been a year and a half. And it was actually at that three month mark where we had taken a trip to go visit Katie's aunt for three days. And then when we came back to the RV and I laid down in the bed, it was the first time in the RV where I was just like, uh, home, you yeah, know, totally. That's a big moment, both mm-hmm. in the RV, but then also in our business. Cause I think one of the difficult things was that not only were we rebranding and transferring the, the website over to Mount modern life, which was going to be more RV centric, but at the same time, me and Katie were coming together to fully work together for the first time. Yeah. Right. And like really trying to get both of our mindsets in the in the same direction and, and pitching the same message and, and trying to give the people, our readers and, and whoever else is swinging by the information they need, but also to continue to spy the information they need. And uh, so I think yeah. one of the big obstacles was really just us two getting on the exact same page. The one thing that I, because I have like this free ebook about like why blogging changed you know, my life or our lives. And I think the thing is, is you can find success in a lot of different avenues and there's not, you know, there's more than one way to do blogging and to figure it out. I think if you do know your niche and you know what you want and you know how you can serve people, like you're going to probably get there a lot faster and be more successful early on. But I think that you can still be successful while you're still trying to figure out what it is you want and who it is you want to serve and what you're passionate about. I think that's one thing that's so great about blogging is that you do get to kind of dig deep and figure out who you are and what you love all while kind of creating a business around it. So it's kind of crazy the way that it, you just have to be open to the opportunities and the experiences, I think. Absolutely. I love that. And I I think what's interesting for you is like you guys have attached, uh, you've kind of merged your skills and your background in design and DIY and blogging and all of that to create your printables business. So I guess kind of transitioning, digging a little bit more deep into y'all's business. So y'all have, what's kind of like, if you had a pie chart of y'all's business and, and kind of an income on the road, what would that breakdown kind of look like between like printables and blogging and affiliate revenue or products that you guys endorse and things like that? Um, I would say that our ad revenue and our printables are probably both at like 40% maybe. Okay. Gotcha. Like they're pretty much, it kind of depends, you know, there's some months where one's higher than the other, but those are like our two biggest ones. And then, um, affiliates are pretty big and then partnerships. Pro- I would say the affiliates maybe 10 and then, well, we just kind of, we're doing sponsorships. We're basically, we're writing content for, um, progressives life lanes. We haven't always done that, but we we're doing that now. But, um, so I'd say that's maybe 10% and the others. And they pay amazingly well for blog posts compared to the the average. 
Well, yeah. yeah. It's funny though, because for a long time, I mean, and that's just it. I think that's why it's really good to be open and not to say like, you'll never do something because honestly, I never thought I would write for another website. I'm like, no, it's my content. I want to keep yeah. it on my website. I don't know, but there's a lot of opportunities that can kind of come with that. And you know, you're, you're reaching a different audience, people that maybe haven't heard of you. And, and it's fun. Although it's funny because every time I write something, I'm like, man, I wish that was on our website. That's a good post. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> Uh, I mean, what do you what do you guys feel like it's given you to have like a product? And I'm also just interested. So the printables that you guys make, mm-hmm. what are the audience that you're kind of creating printables for? Is it still mostly for what the wedding industry? That's where it gets kind of tricky because see, and it's like you know, before we started RVing, yes, I mean, I like I said, I had a wedding website, so it's like, but I don't really can add wedding information to our website much you know, longer. And I kind of wanted to get away from that. So while I add wedding things here and there, I'm trying to add more of just home stuff really, because, uh, yeah, I don't really do as much wedding. I really enjoy doing it, but I enjoy a lot of things. So I kind of have to like, you know, for now, I feel like for me, my, our focus audience really is more home and our beers. And so that's really the direction. So while I add wedding stuff, that's not, what I want to continue growing, if that makes sense. So one of, the, one of the big things is like when she first created it, like she said, it was for weddings and uh, that type of application. But then as we progressed and switched over to mountmodernlife.com and became more of our mission on the website about, you know, really helping to inspire people to create the place they want to call their own, um, we, we started a transition to where now there's a lot of printables up there where people can actually join a membership and uh, the way it works is they pay a one-time fee and then they would get 12 months of whatever's in the shop under the home printables they basically get. So as the year goes on, their 12 months, as Katie creates new printables that they can replace in their frames and things like that, they're hanging up, they'll get access to those printables for that one-time payment they made for the entire year. Yeah. So I basically have a membership for people who just want home printables, one for people who want the wedding printables and then something for people who want both. So it's just, you know, a way that they can access everything at a really deep discounted price and have a lot of flexibility. Um, And what's really cool about it too, is that especially being in the RV, um, a lot of times you don't want to change out the actual frames and things you have up there and being able to be in an RV and go to your computer, print off a new printable and then just replace what's already in the frame. It's extremely easy to do, but you know, changing a picture in a frame can completely change the mood of what you're looking at when you walk in. Can you tell Eric's the marketing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. I love I love the back and forth. So I've never, to be honest, I've never actually ordered a printable to my knowledge. So if you're walking somebody like a layman uh, for printables through this process, so you create, you know, something that can go up on the wall or whatever you want to use it for using your graphic design skills. And then people buy that image, the right to print it is that's essentially it, right? Pretty much. It's basically, yeah, it's just like a design. Like, for instance, I just actually put a different one in a frame that says home is where you park it. Classic. I love it. So someone can print that out and frame it. And I have like different sizes, like certain printables have different sizes or people can like ask for a certain size. And then with the wedding stuff, I have certain weddings like signs that people can print that they don't need to customize. And then I also have invitation sets where they can go in and basically add their own name and you know the wedding date and reception it's basically a way to because I know I felt like for us the invitations are really important to me but I feel like for some people with budget that's kind of like the last priority you know but but it was an exciting part for us and I wanted to, to make invitations that people could buy and use that were affordable that looked good so that was that's why I created a lot of the invitations so and it actually is really cool because I feel like a lot more people that are getting married actually are considering RVing. So it is really, mm. you know, it's it's cool to kind of see, um, even though those people are coming for wedding stuff, they're, they are staying on and like kind of reading more about RVing too. Like you're talking about it just, you know, some people are just interested in general or maybe are considering it. How long does it take to sit down and come up with a printable? Eric, do you design them as well or is it all Katie? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not design that. Eric doesn't all. even like deposit checks on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that either, Eric, so no shame. 
No, seriously, I think it was like 2011 and Katie was still yelling at me, get rid of the electric company's envelope. You're not sending them a check. <laughs> and I'm like, fine. Uh, it took me a while, but uh, no, he doesn't. No, I don't design really anything. <laughs> it, honestly, it depends. So this is the thing is I do it when I feel inspired. I don't have any kind of set. Like I've made it it's funny because I think sometimes we we have an idea of something in our head like I have to do this I should be doing this and I think when you let go of that you realize that you don't need to have that added stress necessarily and that it can open up opportunities for something else so in the beginning I was like oh if I'm creating this that means I have to do this many a month or this many a week or but I wanted to make it where I'm adding something if I feel like it or if I'm feeling inspired but I was sitting down and being like I have to do it and then the design wouldn't be very good. And then I'd be annoyed because I'm like, oh, I feel like I have to get this done and I'm not feeling inspired. And and so now I'm just like, okay, if I feel like having one of those days, I'm going to have one of those days. And if I don't, well, then I'm going to work on something else. And we actually have a lot of other things. It's funny because I had this idea for a course or an ebook, and I think it's real easy to let fear get in the way and prevent you from doing something. And for the longest time, I, I was doing that. And I'm actually finally working on my first book, which is about creating an RV that you love. And um, that should be done, you know, maybe having it up next month. But then also when we were in Wisconsin, which is the first place we went to um, when we got the RV, Eric's family owns a farm there. So we were actually on the farm and we ended up getting a whole bunch of mice. <laughs> like, oh, man. Well, when we went up there, we were supposed to be up there for a couple weeks. I just hadn't really seen that side of my family that much. And um, we got up there. And then, like Katie said, we ran into the mice problem. We and tried dryer sheets and the Irish spring. <laughs> like nothing every, was Everything you could possibly try. Oh, my and gosh. I was talking to my uncle, and um, they had actually uh, farmed peppermint and spearmint since, like, 1950. And then a few years ago, they actually had to get out of it just because, you know, the, the market wasn't really there to sell in bulk how they were like selling to Wrigley's and things like that. But he did have a jar from a couple of years previous when they had harvested some. And he's like, and we had heard that mint oil works. So we we tried it. We came out actually with a, a couple videos in a series and a couple posts because we had like really great success with the mint oil. I mean, yeah. for like three weeks straight, there was not a single mouse in our RV. Yet right next door, there was a huge shop where the mice were still in there, but there was zero food in the shop and our RV was obviously filled with food. So <laughs> we're huge believers in mint oil keeping mice out. So they're just like afraid of it or they don't like the smell? Like they're just like, oh, minty fresh, like sick. Yeah, I think they don't like the smell. It's crazy. And then uh, and then we also use the mint oil for uh, like headaches. Whenever I get headaches, I sniff the mint oil and it'll take my headache away. Yeah, we use it in the diffuser and just in everything. I'm hearing a new business idea is, is what I'm hearing right now. It's broken up into two different categories between like <laughs> – Get rid of your the mice, uh, the rats, and, and your also headache at the same and time. your headache. Yeah, that's actually where it ended up going. So we were supposed to be there two weeks, and we ended up staying about three months. And it's because I was talking to my cousin and uncle about it and um, about the mint oil and what they could do because they they had kept all every year they kept one field of mint because they were just like they just didn't want to get their feet out of it because they had been doing it for so long and. Um, so I was talking to them about it, and they actually went ahead last year and harvested that field. Um, so now we have uh, around 400 pounds of mint oil. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, yeah. Katie and I are actually working on getting that set up to yeah. launch here in the next couple months probably. Oh, yeah, that's so amazing. The design yeah. and everything. Yeah, and what's funny is that they've had it for this long, and they started putting in their in their uh, tractors because the mice were getting into their tractors, and now the mice don't touch their tractors. And they're like, I can't believe we've had this here. We never knew yeah. this would work. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I had no idea. We, we actually got a mouse kit in our RV last year, or maybe it was in the year before. But it was terrifying. I was like, oh, this is definitely – I, like, I thought I saw it out of my peripheral one day, and I was like – I was just going crazy. I did not just see a giant rat in my uh, RV. 
and then I saw it again, and then uh, I noticed it stole some of my checks mix, and then that was pretty much the tipping point when we got some Yay traps. And, yeah, anyway, it was rough. I don't know how – we got super off topic there, but that sounds like an awesome business. Definitely uh, keep us posted on that. So you guys started making – you made your printables for your wedding. Other people loved them, and you were already blogging. What was the first printable you made that uh, actually sold? Do you remember? It was the wedding invitation. It's the one that I made for our wedding. Oh, very cool. Well, because what I, what I did, I sold, I, I had a free version of it, right? And then, um, but it was just like a flattened, at this time, I didn't know how to create editable PDFs and I couldn't find the information anywhere. So I like didn't know, I don't know. I basically wrote a tutorial on how people could edit it, but it was kind of a little bit more complicated. And then people kept asking for different colors. So I ended up putting different colors and then making them actually editable PDFs where they could easily edit them. So that was basically the first, and then it was like, you know, RSVP card and matching stuff that kind of went with it. Totally. I'm I'm kind of curious, how do you keep people from like stealing the design? Oh, that's happened quite a few times. Really? <laughs> yeah. And you know what? You really can't keep people from doing certain things. What's funny is normally I don't go out and find it. I actually will have readers or someone who just kind of came across it that would tell me like, hey, this person's selling this too, but I know it's yours. Hmm. And so, and that's happened to other designs too, like my Farm Fresh Christmas trees. That's like, that design did really, really well. And someone was even selling like the the silhouette cut file on Etsy for over a year and I didn't even know it. Wow. And then, and so then all those people were then selling stuff with my design and I'm like, oh my gosh, and to be honest, I think the first time I found out, I didn't, I don't think I handled it very well. Cause I was so like, I felt so violated and I was so mad, but I think then when I realized, you know what, most of these people that got the design from someone else didn't know that it was stolen. And the person that stole it, maybe they didn't realize it. Maybe they did. It, it doesn't matter. I think it's just to still, you know, to, I tried to handle it in a, in a much better way now where I just explain like, Hey, you know, you really basically you can't do this or you know please take this down and here are some other options blah 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 but I don't know I think you just got to do you and you I, I try not to I don't want to spend my time like policing people totally so. yeah I mean you work really hard and, and you create your own work of art so it, it is super frustrating whenever that happens and I think you have a right to totally be upset for somebody jacking <laughs> your, I mean, it's your business and, and it's your design. Yeah. So at what point, so you sold your wedding invitation, uh, allowed people to edit it and kind of learning how to do it on the fly. At what point did you guys start realizing this could be y'all's full-time income? That was probably like a year and a half, two years into blogging. Yeah, it was, it was, it was probably a couple years before we even decided to move on or yeah. go with the RV route. And at the time, we, we always knew we wanted to live in the mountains. We just didn't know which mountains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so as, as we were going through this and we realized, oh, okay, this is doing really good. This is growing really great. And at the time I was, you know, getting promotions at work. So that was going really well too. And uh, we were kind of just like, well, you know, I could quit my job and we could do this from home or we could just start stacking up and, and just buy our house in the mountains and things like that. So we actually continued probably a good two years after we realized that this could be our sole income, continuing with me working and, and her doing the website. Yeah. How, how long did that actually take to hit that point? Did you guys have like a number that you were like, OK, once it hits this amount of income, Eric's going to yeah. say sign or do his job kind of thing. We did, but we also, I think it actually happened like three months before he, he still quit his job. <laughs> it was like to the point, I think where it was, well, I think we had also gotten the RV cause we were going to just start renovating it while he was working. And I think yeah. it just got, it's like, okay, yeah, we put enough money aside. All this extra money is like, I felt like it was like killing him inside and it was killing me to see him like that, that I was like, it's not worth it. Just and it wasn't even that bad of a job. <laughs> no, it was but a good job, good people. But to, be, to be completely honest, though, as far as when we knew the website would be enough, I mean, after two months of her starting the blog, I think she made like 13 cents, yeah. right? <laughs> and, I, and, and I was just ecstatic. I oh, was yeah. like, yes, you're doing it. And she's like, it's 13 cents. I was like, it's 13 cents today. What's it going to be next January? Like, He's so, always been very, very excited yeah i love it you need those people in your life yeah you do and that's what that's why it's we, we have a good balance <laughs> <laughs>
Katie's more realistic and I'm more like, you know, we're going to be raking it in next January. Watch exactly. out. Millions are coming. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And one thing that I've kind of went back and forth on is this whole idea of ads on your site. And I was mm-hmm. looking at y'all's website just thinking like the branding is beautiful and the site, there's so much white space. Like I know you're very design centric, so it's like obviously, but you've also got a few ads on there and, but they're laid out in a non really invasive way. And our blog now, we, it's not like huge, but we get over a hundred thousand page views a month on our, on our website. And, you know, I've like tossed around the idea of like, would ads be a meaningful amount of income to like take some time to like throw up on there and things like that? I don't know. Well, to be honest, so I, we started with like AdSense, you know, like most people probably know, you know, Google AdSense, but I've actually been with an ad network, which is ad thrive. They manage all of our ads and we've been with them for a couple of years. And by switching to them, our income like more than doubled with our ad revenue. So I would say if people are looking to have ads be a part of their income, which it's definitely been a huge part of our income. I think if you can go through an ad network company and there's different ones out there, um, there are, you know, sometimes you have to have a certain number of page views or a certain amount of content, but um, they'll manage the ads for you. And it makes it, it makes awesome. it a lot easier <laughs> at the same time as well, though. Like there's, there's a lot of ads that they could use and put on our website. And those ads would probably make us more money, but they're a little bit more invasive Mm -hmm. and they may mess with the design a little bit. So I think it's important when you're looking to do ads to really consider what type of experience you would enjoy having when you go to the website. Cause there's quite a few that we just don't use. We could probably make a lot more with ad revenue, but then it would be annoying. And the thing is, is there's times where things do switch up and someone will email me and be like, Oh, I'm trying to access this, but this ad keeps popping up and I appreciate when people do that because I may it may not happen on my phone or on our computer so if that happens I'll email at them and be like hey like what's going on here is there a way you yeah. can get rid of this you know totally well that's super convenient at what point like do you remember how many page views a month when you guys are like okay let's really start trying to see what we can bring on it sounds like from the very beginning at what point was it like a meaningful amount because I think ad thrive don't you had to have like a hundred thousand page views a month or something yeah, it was probably like 100 or 150. I can't remember because it was years ago. The thing that's funny is like, so our our page views, I think we get like, what, 250, 300, 350. I don't know. It's It kind of lingers around there. But what's funny is that it hasn't, we're just now starting to kind of get an increase because we're just, like, it's funny when you asked us to do this podcast, my first thought was like, we don't have our stuff together. We're like so <laughs> organized. Oh my gosh, I'm not ready. I'm not good. I don't know what I'm doing. And it's because, <laughs> and, um, but the thing is, is that I think, we're kind of, we're constantly kind of like reorganizing, re kind of like adapting to what it is that we want to do. And I think it's important to kind of do that. But so for so long, we didn't, we were kind of in this weird in between stage and we weren't growing. But what was awesome is that all the hard work we did the prior years were still residual income. So we were still making the same amount of money, even on days when we weren't working or weeks when we weren't working or when we were doing other things, trying to figure some stuff out. So now we're kind of getting back to where we're growing. And it is weird because sometimes it'll be like, Eric will say like, oh, look, we did this today. And I'm like, oh, we did that three years ago. No, that's still, that's the whole point, right? Like that's the whole, is there like a monthly goal for the amount of like printables that you guys ship? Well, I know they're not shipped, but like, I guess number of minimum, like minimum orders or goals that you guys are trying to hit on a month to month basis. There is now, but I think now our goals are kind of, we just have so many, we have some other things that we're trying to work on that are our other goals, like mainly like my book or um, like Eric's YouTube. Like we do want to grow the, the YouTube is the next thing. Now with YouTube, we don't make a lot of money with it right now because we don't have we're not consistent with our um, schedule. And so Eric works so hard on it. And so it's so much time and it probably pays us the least, you know, but he gets so much joy out of 13 it. 13 cents other- now, millions yeah. next year, Eric, you got this. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> millions next year. <laughs> yeah. But that's why we have these other things because the other things help pay, you know, afford us the opportunity to do something else we enjoy. So, and I think one of the one of the hard hard things too uh, for us, not necessarily now, but even say like a couple months ago, is that when we did rebrand and switch everything, we did see a, a pretty significant drop off, and that's why, like Katie says, when when I bring up stats now that that are going back up and she's like oh yeah that's where we were at three years ago (laughs) it's because right now after we've kind of been switched over for a couple years now it's now getting to the point to where we're starting to see the same growth now 
that we were seeing before, yeah. right? Before we rebranded. So it's really, it's been kind of trying setting those goals, knowing where we were before we rebranded and then where we were at, say like a year ago, it, it, it was sometimes disheartening because it was so much more successful, so many more people before. And now it's like, okay, we're doing the same amount of work, but it's not growing like it was before. And I think it was really that transition of, you know, really getting everything to where we are more specific on this topic so that the viewers that are coming are growing yeah. because they're that topic. You well, know? and I think we actually weren't sharing as much content because Eric was dealing with like YouTube and other stuff, but I wasn't posting as much because Honestly, I spent a lot of time kind of like looking. It's so, you know, cliche that when you start RVing, but it's like I kind of found myself, you know, and it's like and I was doing all this internal kind of work and trying to figure things out and I wasn't posting as much. But what's awesome about it. So even though we weren't growing at that point, I was growing in different ways and our blog and business afforded me the time to kind of do that and, you know, work on some other things in the meantime. So, yeah, <laughs> I love it. No, it, it's such a cool business. You guys are the, I think the first uh, couple that I've interviewed that are doing the printables and I, I, it's fun to have, and like you said, diversify on different types of income streams. So you guys aren't just doing blogging, but you have your printables business and you're also learning and always growing in new skills and, and kind of your core value, which is DIY and, and kind of making your own space and, and why that's relevant. So there's this bigger mission to what you guys are doing. And, and it's really cool. I kind of just want to go through a little, little rapid fire Q and a here at the end. Uh, so just had a few questions for you guys. If someone wanted to learn what you guys have learned to start their own business doing what you guys do, whether in printables or blogging, what's the best advice that comes to mind that you could give them? Um, I would say to start is like a good, just kind of start. And I think something that people ask us all the time is, you know, oh, I want to share this, but there's already so many people that are doing it, or there's already so many of these blogs or these YouTube channels. And I think I mean, it's funny because I can get this advice and I need to take my own advice a lot of times, but there's enough room for everybody and everyone has their own story and their own voice. And I think someone who may resonate with you may not resonate with someone else sharing a similar story. So I think it's just to know that there's room for everybody and that you do have a voice and that, you know, don't let fear get in the way because it's a dangerous trap. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. What kind of RV did you guys choose and why? We chose a 2008 Tiffin Allegro Open Road 32 LA. That's the and, <laughs> it really is. And, uh, and we chose it for quite a few reasons. One, we really like the way that Tiffin builds their rigs. Um, we just think that they're constructed quality. really well, great quality. And there's different little things they do that just kind of stand out. Like, for instance, on the top, on the sides, they put uh, uh, rounded caps on both the edges. Um, and it just it just seems like a common sense thing you should do to keep the rain from coming out where the two joints are coming together. I didn't even um, know this. I'm learning this right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's fascinating. That was one of my big reasons. And then uh, really the, the layout and the big way windshield in the front well the main reason we got an a-class though is because we were I, I love fifth wheels just because i felt like there's so much oh, just what you can do with that space it's just like <laughs> exciting but we would have to get a truck and that was going to be really expensive to have to get a truck to pull something so for us it made more sense for us to get an a-class and then it was just between the a and the c-class and really the windshield kind of helped sell that big selling point i mean you really can see the scenery in a totally different way when you sit up high and you see everything it's beautiful uh next question is a favorite place you guys have traveled to that most people have never heard of or a i don't know how to say it you're colorado yeah hooray for your yeah that's <laughs> hooray. what you said hooray for your that's it yeah you say it wrong every time but it's but, but it's spelled with an o in the beginning that's why o-u-r-a-y um but yeah so this place actually we found it so when our, our rv got hit by the semi and we had to be in the shop uh there was a week where we had to get out of the rv and we went to uh mont rose colorado um which is like in a little valley and then from there, we had a week, so we just wanted to go explore. And we went up there, and we found Ure, and it's like this little mountain. Have you guys been there? No, I've never heard of it. So. Oh, my goodness. It is like a painting. Like I remember, oh, wow. we were on the, I remember being like, this is the most – the only thing that sucked is they didn't have a smoothie shop. I was like really <laughs> – I was like, how did they not – after the hike, I was like, I just want to have a smoothie. How do they not have smoothies? Yeah. But they do have ice cream. 
But what's really cool about it, though, is it's nestled in the mountains, right? But but like at the top, you know, so it's the rocky peaks all yeah. around. And uh, they have a trail that actually walks around the entire little town through the mountains. So uh, you can hike this trail all the way around the little town. Uh, it's just it's unbelievably gorgeous. And it's it's right at the mouth of where the million dollar highway starts mm-hmm. and goes up through the mountains. It's amazing. I definitely would say like. So anyone's in Colorado, that is like a must-see place. Gotcha. You're a Colorado. All right. Next question. Your go-to meal in the RV. Uh, it's a choice between uh, broccoli potato soup and Katie's new uh, vegan pizza that she makes. Oh, my oh. goodness. Awesome. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> uh, favorite app that you're currently using? Uh, oh, wait. What's the one? I, I just did my first Instagram story the other day. So nice. I just got- what is it? Something post? I know that's not like an RV specific app. No, it doesn't matter. Spark post. Spark. It's, um, it's really good actually if you need to like create some kind of image for like social media or for creating an Instagram story. So yeah, and it's free. So Mine's what, weather bug. <laughs> so what does Spark, the Spark one do? Like it just, you edit the video or photo on there or? Um, well, it's basically like you can put your pictures in and then it has all these like overlays and it basically makes it so you can do, I honestly literally just got it a few days ago. Um, so I haven't even like messed around with it totally, but you can like, when you put your words in there, it can kind of help organize and make them look all cool. It's really good for just like marketing and just, it's like, it's like bedazzling for adults on social media. It sounds like (laughs) it's actually really easy because sometimes I'm just, (laughs) all right. Last question for you guys is, uh, as y'all are building your blog and your business and traveling together in the RV, how do you guys define success and what you do? I would say having freedom to um, live life on your own terms and do what you love and are passionate about. Really just, you know, focusing on being happy at the end of the day. You know, that's that's mine. Just <laughs> go to sleep happy and it was a good day. <laughs> I love it. Thank you guys so much. Where can people connect with y'all and learn more about what you do? Mountainmodernlife.com or well, YouTube, it's Mountain Modern Life. Yeah, yeah, and then Instagram, Twitter. Everything's Mountain Modern Life. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. Thanks for having us, Heath. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to grab the show notes, head on over to heathandalyssa.com and click on podcast. All the links and everything we mentioned in this episode are over there. I always love hearing from y'all in iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, Reviews are amazing, and they seriously help power this podcast Uh, because getting in there and seeing the encouragement from you guys is is incredible. If there's anything you want to hear on the podcast, feel free to drop it in a note on Instagram, Twitter, at Heath and Alyssa. And uh, I will see you guys next time on the RV Entrepreneur Podcast.